Good evening, it is 5 p.m. and you're listening to Today in YGK on CFRC 101.9 FM, brought to you by CFRC's News Collective, Christina Laurie, Dinah Jansen, Erica Singh, Zayden Vergara, Katrina Johnston, and Mia Letnin. CFRC's news programming is also brought to you through the support of the local journalism initiative, Queen's University, and What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street. I'm Christina Laurie, and here are your local news headlines. As winter season approaches, KFLNA Public Health emphasizes the significant importance of getting a flu and new COVID-19 vaccine to protect yourself and loved ones. High-risk individuals are eligible now. The flu vaccine will maximize protection against the influenza virus, which is known to cause severe illness and result in hospitalization and even death among previously healthy children, older adults, or pregnant individuals. It is also important to stay up to date with your COVID-19 vaccines. The updated vaccine will help to prevent severe outcomes due to COVID-19. Given that it takes approximately two weeks post-vaccination to establish immunity against influenza and COVID-19, it is safe and strongly recommended to receive both vaccines at the same time. Both vaccines are accessible at participating primary care offices and pharmacies. For those under two years of age or over 65 years of age, KFLNA Public Health is offering appointments. You can book online at kflaph.ca slash vaccine or call 613-549-1232. Public Health recommend that all KFLNA area residents, not just the young and the elderly, get immunized when eligible. COVID-19 and flu shots for the general public aged six months and older will be available starting October 30th at participating primary care offices and pharmacies. Coming up this week, in anticipation of homecoming and as part of the University District Safety Initiative, Breakwater Park and Gord Edgar Downey Pier will be closed to the public nightly. That is 8 p.m. to 6.30 a.m. from the evening of Thursday, October 19th to the morning of Sunday, October 22nd. Under City of Kingston bylaw, it is an offense to enter or use a park where the entry or use is prohibited by notice. There will be active video surveillance of the area at this time. To learn more about this closure and other pieces of the University District Safety Initiative, you can visit the UDSI webpage on the City of Kingston website. That's all for your headlines tonight, and next up is Dinah Jansen reporting on a special Halloween event with the Kingston Canadian Film Festival, Kingston Film and Media, and Visual Menace. Thanks so much, Chris. It's that joyously spooky time of year where homes are bedecked with haunting decor and folks across all age groups seek to bring their A-game to their costume designs for trick-or-treating, Halloween parties, or even marking Samhain on their calendars. And of course, others are getting their fill of their favorite spooky-themed music and scary movies. But if you're like me, when I watch my favorite spooky films, perhaps you wonder how sets and costumes are designed by the pros. Well, fortunately, Kingston Canadian Film Festival, in cooperation with Kingston Film and Media and Visual Menace, a local design and fabrication company, are delivering a DIY special effects makeup workshop at the Broom Factory on Saturday, October 28th from 1 to 3 p.m., A great opportunity for anyone ages 13 and up to unleash their inner monster maker just in time for Halloween. And with us in this segment to chat about this outstanding workshop is Devin Ellis of Visual Menace. Welcome, Devin. Thank you. Devin, of course, on October 28th, you are facilitating uh, the DIY special effects makeup workshop at the Broom Factory in collaboration with not only Visual Menace, but KCFF, Kingston Canadian Film Festival, and Kingston Film and Music. I I wonder if you can uh, tell audiences that are listening in today uh, a little bit more about this upcoming workshop uh, in collaboration with KCFF and Kingston Film and Media. I felt like for our first one, we should start with kind of the lower end of 
the budget. So we're going to be doing latex effects and that's basically a burn demo. So how to do a really scorched kind of like you came out of the barbecue over the top burn effects. And, uh, it's fun. It's effective. And it's a product that you can play with. And if people want to do that, they're welcome to, or they can just come and play and ask me questions. And I'm happy to help guide them in whatever way works for them. And then the other thing we're going to do is, uh, some fresh wounds with, uh, sculptors, wax or mortician's wax. It's friendly for skin types. Like some people do unfortunately have latex allergies. The mortician's wax is a different thing. So it will be better for people with more sensitive skin and it'll teach you sculpting as well as applying an appliance. And that's why I like that one, because if we just came in and was like, here's an appliance, throw it on your skin, then you're not really doing the sculpting aspect. And I like to think about like when we build escape rooms, when I do makeup, when I paint a wall, I like to think about what's going on in this wall. Like, did somebody get shot in the head right there and there's a blood splatter behind them? Or, you know, like, has it been here sitting in the rain for three? 30 years, like, what's the story with this wall? What's the story with this cut? And I think it just makes it more convincing. I think if people want to bring something that they want to look like, oh, is there a way to make this look like it's protruding out of my skin? Hopefully, if they bring the right thing, we can do that. Or we can at least talk about how they can do it when they go home. Because if you don't do that, I don't, for me, I have a harder time making it look convincing because there's no I don't understand the story behind it you know what I mean and and so therefore I don't build it properly if that makes sense so to get that extra level of convincing I'm telling myself stories all too often <laughs> awesome well thank you very much Devin for joining us here on CFRC and talking about your art and certainly talking about this wonderful DIY special effects makeup workshop happening at the Broom Factory on October 28th. We really do appreciate your time and and uh, a little bit of a journey into the amazing work that you and your team do. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And that's a wrap for our chat with Devin Ellis of Visual Menace, who is facilitating a fun DIY special effects workshop on October 28th from 1 to 3 p.m. at the Broom Factory. Folks can also get more information and tickets by visiting the KCFF website at kingcanfilmfest.com. Want to know more about Devin Ellis's creative work and career path? Check out the full interview with Devin on the Corridor podcast on Spotify and Apple Music or via podcast.cfrc.ca. Now over to Erica Singh, CFRC Campus News Liaison with the latest in Queen's University Campus News. Hello, my name is Erica Singh and these are your campus news headlines for today, October 18th. Queen's University, along with its campus and community partners, is taking proactive measures to promote safe and respectful behavior and discourage large, unsanctioned gatherings in the university district during the fall. This collaborative effort involves various stakeholders, including the university itself, the City of Kingston, Kingston Police, Frontenac Paramedics, Kingston Fire and Rescue, Utilities Kingston, and the Kingston Health Sciences Centre. 
The university is emphasizing the importance of safety and the potential disruptions to the community caused by uncontrolled student gatherings. Matthew Evans, the new academic provost and vice principal, stressed the need for students to make responsible choices that do not endanger themselves, others, or strain Kingston's healthcare system. To achieve these goals, several strategies and initiatives are in place. Police liaison teams, Queen's University students, and bylaw officers are conducting door-to-door visits to engage with students and residents in the university district, emphasizing the need for responsible behavior. The university is also providing support services such as food trucks, snacks, water, alcohol harm reduction education, alternate programming, events, and expanded access to supervised recovery sites during the homecoming weekend. And the University District Safety Initiative has been in effect from October 15th and will be in effect till November 1st. Students found contravening provincial or municipal laws and bylaws related to nuisance parties and open liquor may face fines or appear in court. The goal of these efforts is to create a safe and respectful environment for both students and the broader community, ensuring that students can enjoy their time at Queen's while minimizing disruptions and health risks associated with unsanctioned gatherings. Next, Queen's is currently undergoing an external review of its academic accommodations policies and procedures. Four independent accessibility and disability experts are conducting student consultations to gather feedback on the university's accommodation system. Their review will be led by experts from outside the university, aims to ensure inclusivity and effectiveness. It encompasses a broad definition of disability and is committed to creating an inclusive academic environment. Students can participate in consultations in person, complete an online survey, or arrange virtual meetings with reviewers. The findings are expected to improve academic accommodations, not only at Queen's, but potentially at universities nationwide. That's all for your campus news. Thank you so much for listening and stay safe during this homecoming weekend. Good evening, everyone. My name is Zane Vergara, and welcome back to your CFRC Sports Update. On Tuesday, U Sports released their rankings for each sport, and your Queen's Golden Gales are on the rise. Queen's men's hockey is currently undefeated after their fourth match this weekend against the Carlton Ravens. They're ranked eighth by U Sports, one spot ahead of the Windsor Lancers. Dalton Duhart has been a huge influence in this Queen's roster, getting a hat trick against Ottawa on Saturday for Queen's to come back in the third period and win 5-3. Women's soccer has been ranked third behind first place UBC and second place Ottawa. The Gales are currently undefeated going 9-0-1 on their season with the only tie coming against the Ottawa GGs. The Gales will round off their season with a series of road games against the Laurentian Voyagers on Saturday and then the Nipissing Lakers on Sunday. Both games are at 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can tune into this matchup live on OUA TV. Queen's football has quietly moved up to 8th on the U Sports ranking ahead of the Windsor Lancers. Atop the rankings in football are 1st place Western Mustangs, 2nd place Montreal, and 3rd place the Loria Golden Hawks. On Saturday, the Gales will host the Ottawa GGs for a homecoming match. 
The results will determine which of the two teams will have the luxury of hosting a playoff game. Kickoff starts at 1 o'clock. Tickets can be purchased at GoGalesGo.com or tune in for live CFRC sports coverage with a pre-game show starting at 12.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Women's rugby is currently ranked second behind Laval and ahead of Ottawa. The Gales finished their season undefeated, giving up a total of 28 points. 20 of those points coming from the Guelph Griffins. Their OUA semifinal match is this Friday, October 20th against the Western Mustangs at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Nixon Field. But on that note, that's all for your CFRC sports coverage. Happy homecoming, stay safe, and now over to Erica Singh with a campus news update. And now time for your weekend weather forecast. On Wednesday, October 18th, it'll be mainly cloudy with a 60% chance of showers and a high of 15, and a clear night with a low of 6 degrees. On Thursday, October 19th, it'll be cloudy with a 30% chance of showers and a high of 16. At night, it'll be cloudy with a 60% chance of showers and a low of 10 degrees. On Friday, October 20th, it'll be cloudy with a 60% chance of showers again and a high of 15. And at night, the same with a low of 8. On Saturday, October 21st, it'll be cloudy with a 60% chance of showers and a high of 13. At night, it'll also be cloudy with a low of 5 degrees. And on Sunday, October 22nd, it'll be cloudy with a 30% chance of showers, a high of 10, and a cloudy night with a low of 1 degrees. Check back in with us on Monday for your forecast for the rest of the week. Now it's time for your weekly CFRC traffic report. In road closures, Clarence Street, Ontario to King will be closed on October 16th at 7 a.m. to October 20th at 7 p.m. for the installation of a sanitary lateral. Elliott Avenue, Rockford to Wycliffe is closed on October 16th at 7 a.m. to October 30th at 6 p.m. for the installation of a pedestrian crossing at Elliott Avenue. Queen Mary Road, Notch Hill to Greenview is closed for the Utilities Kingston Nets project. University Avenue, Union to Earl is closed until December 22nd for the removal of debris from demolition and concrete deliveries at the Queen's JDAC project. Wright Crescent, south intersection of Palace to 16 Palace is closed until October 31st for construction staging for 11 Wright Crescent. In parking disruptions, the Town Memorial Parking Structure Restoration Project is underway. The work will take place throughout all levels of the building and will include efforts such as routine structural maintenance, renewal of waterproofing materials, and upgrades to the building mechanical and electrical systems. The work is expected to conclude in late December. The work will be completed in phases to allow the building to remain open to public parking for the duration of the project. Phased work areas will occupy a maximum of 40% of the available parking stalls at a time. Up to 180 spaces will be out of commission. There is parking availability at the Hanson Memorial and Robert Bruce Memorial parking garages and the two adjacent blocks to the east. Also in parking disruptions, public EV charging stations at Center 70 will be unavailable until late October 2023 due to the seasonal relocation of the sleeping cabins to this site. In other delays, Bath Road at Queen Mary, you can expect delays for the Utilities Kingston Nets project. Bay Ridge Drive would bind to Cataraqui Woods. Expect delays until November 30th for phase one of the Bay Ridge Drive cycling and pedestrian improvements. Dunham Street at Dunham Park. Expect delays October 16th to 20th while contractors are completing intersection upgrades. On Highway 33 east of Collins Creek Bridge to west of Coronation Boulevard, expect delays due to construction to improve drainage. Construction barrels and flag people will direct traffic around the work zone. You can expect delays from October 16th to 20th while contractors are completing intersection upgrades at Lancaster Drive at Bentley Terrace, 
Mona Drive at Mona and Humberside and Mona Drive at Mona and Linwood. At Princess Street, Collins Bay to Bay Ridge, expect delays until October 31st for the construction of new sidewalks and traffic signals. One lane of traffic will be maintained in each direction at all times on Princess Street. Sir John A. McDonald Boulevard at Johnson, expect delays for the installation of a new high-pressure gas line for Utilities Kingston. Taylor Kid Boulevard, Collins Bay to 100 meters west of Collins Creek Bridge, expect a lane closure until November 15th for the Collins Creek Bridge Rehabilitation Project. Westbrook Road, Princess to Windermere, expect delays until October 31st for the construction of new sidewalks and road rehabilitation. For sidewalks and pathways, Clarence Street, King to Wellington, expect a sidewalk closure on the north side from October 16th to 20th. Rideau Trail, Queen Mary to Parkway remains closed. That's all for your traffic report this week, and next up is your events calendar. It's time for the CFRC Community Concerts and Events Calendar for October 18th through October 24th. If you have an event you would like covered on our website or news programming, contact us via CFRC.ca today. On October 18th, Bri Webb, singer and principal songwriter for the rock and roll band The Constantines, will play Hotel Wolf Island from 7 until 10 p.m., and the show is all ages. Ever wanted to try out playing an instrument? Check out Joe's M-I-L-L at the Kingston and Frontenac Public Library from 4 p.m. until 6 p.m. on October 18th. Renting instruments is free and for all ages. Also on the 18th, check out Neil Carter playing the classic hits you know and love at Spearhead Brewery for free from 7 until 10 p.m. On October 19th, at the Club RCHA, Bob Robertson and Dave Barton will be playing an electric mix of pop, country, and western swing rock from 7 until 10 p.m. on the 18th. Tickets are free for club members or $5. Also on October 19th on Wolf Island, check out Standards at 7. Dave Rappaport and The Usual Suspects will be playing jazz favorites for a dinnertime set at Hotel Wolf Island from 6 until 8. The music is free. That same night, also at Hotel Wolf Island on October 19th, check out Hezekiah Proctor, Carolyn Mark, and Jenny Whiteley, who have won Best Country Slash Folk Act in Cult Montreal Magazine five years in a row. Also on October 19th at 7.30pm, Dan Magnin brings his Going Somewhere tour to Kingston Grand Theatre. Tickets are online now for $34 to $39. And finally, on October 19th, Spencer Spenny Rice will be playing the Royal Tavern 2.0 in a free show. Friday, October 20th, catch Chris Jackson and friends at Blue Martini playing covers and originals from 7 until 10 p.m. At the Broom Factory on October 20th, catch bands The Arrogant Worms and All-Inclusive Comedy presented by KPP Concerts. Tickets are available $35 and the show will begin at 7.30. That same night, October 20th, KBS presents Kim Pollard at the Club RCHA. The show begins at 8pm, tickets are $20 and are available now at the club or by phone. You are not going to want to miss Hashtag Live Music Friday on October 20th when Scott Palmater plays the Skeleton Park Brewery for free from 5 until 8pm. On October 21st at Blue Martini, you can attend the fundraiser for Kingston Community Arts and Design featuring bands Echoes, Six Deep, Stun Seed, and Freaks and Geeks. Tickets are $10 with more opportunities to donate through the silent auction and door prizes, and the fundraiser will begin at 9 p.m. On October 21st at Blue Martini, you can attend the fundraiser for Kingston Community Arts and Design, featuring bands Echoes, Six Deep, 
Stunseed, and Freaks and Geeks. Tickets are $10 with more opportunities to donate through the silent auction and door prizes, and the fundraiser will begin at 9 p.m. Also on October 21st, Chris G. at Gan Brewing Co. with an intimate singer-songwriter show playing covers and originals. The show is free and will take place from 2 until 4. From 4 until 7 p.m. at the McKinnon Brothers Brewery on October 21st, catch Owen Fullerton of Willy Nilly playing the sweet sounds of Willy Nilly solo at one of the nicest spots in the area, and the show is free to see. Also on the 21st, Feral Minx and Pound Salt will be playing Red House West. Tickets are available for $22 and the show will begin at 7 p.m. Catch You've Got a Friend, a musical tribute to James Taylor and Carol King at the Broom Factory on Sunday, October 22nd. The show will begin at 2 p.m. and tickets are selling for $22 online now. Also on Sunday the 22nd, Motel Ben is back at the mansion with Cacao for the last night of the Queen's University homecoming event. For new electro-funk, soca, reggae, and art pop, covers and originals in English and French, the show is $10 at the door and will begin at 8pm. And Jen Calder will be playing a free show at Spearhead Brewery beginning at 2pm on October 22nd. On October 23rd, the Morning Doves will be playing a free show at Musiki from 8 until 11 p.m. Tom's Tuesday Afternoon Happy Hour Jam continues at the Club RCHA on the 24th with Open Jam with Tom Savage. The show will begin at 4.30 and is free. Now there's two open mic nights happening on Tuesday, October 24th. There's one at the Royal Canadian Legion branch, and it's an open mic and dance where you can bring your instruments to play, sing, or dance. It's $2 to get in. There's also an open mic night at St. Larry's Pub that same night, presented in collaboration with Music and Digital Media as well as the Musicians Guild, and that one is free. And those are your upcoming concerts. Next, our community events calendar. And now it's time for the CFRC Community Concert and Events Calendar for October 18th through to October 24th. Have an event you'd like to be covered on our website news programming? Contact us via cfrc.ca today. On October 18th, come and pet Oscar, our fluffy golden retriever St. John's Ambulance Therapy Dog, and meet his handler John. Drop in at any point during the hour. Oscar will be at Mitchell Hall every Wednesday at noon by the Student Wellness Services office on the main floor. On October 18th, a psychoeducational group begins with a mix of theory and practice. It is for students who want to improve their focus and decrease signs of anxiety and stress without having to spend hours in sitting meditation. During each of the weeks, you will get the opportunity to experience a variety of mindfulness exercises such as body scan, mindful eating, and mindful self-compassion in an environment that allows you to ask questions and receive feedback. Regular attendance and practice is recommended to get maximum benefits, but drop-ins are also welcome. It will be from 4 to 5.30 p.m. at Mitchell Hall in the Student Wellness Services. Learn more at queensu.ca to register. On October 19th, the Interfaith Chaplain Aaron will lead us through times of movement, stillness, contemplation, and reflection as we ground ourselves in nature. This is a great opportunity for intention and connection. It is open to all Queen students. All skill and experience levels are welcome. Meet at the Theological Hall at 11.50 a.m. on the steps that face the tennis courts. We will walk along the waterfront, stopping frequently for mindfulness, reflection, and poetry, and then returning to Theological Hall. 
on October 19th is the Mason Jar Meal Pickup. Mason Jar Meals contain all the key ingredients and spices to prepare a quick, easy, and healthy meal. Register for a Mason Jar Meal at queensu.ca. This is a student-led initiative supported by Queen's Students Wellness Services. Students can pick up a jar for free while supplies last from 1 to 4 p.m. at Student Wellness Services located in Mitchell Hall. On October 19th, come talk to a current master's or PhD student about what a graduate degree at Queen's is like. Connect with student mentors in a wide range of programs. You can connect for a one-on-one -on -one chat following our event or any time if you have questions. Register at www.queensu.ca slash slash meet a mentor. It will be located at the Grad Club from 4.30 to 6.30. Also on October 19th is the Tricolor Classic Commerce versus Engineering Basketball Game. Tricolor Classic is a nonprofit club at Queen's University that organizes annual games between the commerce and engineering faculties to help raise money to fight against childhood cancer. Last year, we raised over $50,000 to help combat childhood cancer, and our goal for this year is $100,000. Please see our website, tricolorclassic.com, to buy tickets. It will be located at the Leon Center from 7.30 to 10 p.m. On October 20th, the Queen's Alumni Homecoming events begin. The Alumni Homecoming Weekend is an opportunity for people to come together and feel a sense of belonging in the Queen's community. Alumni travel from across Canada and around the world to Queen's campus to relive their memories of being a student here. It's a magical weekend of school spirit. The full event schedule for alumni is on the Source Queen's Alumni website at queensu.ca. On October 21st, the morning homecoming events begin. In the morning, there are open houses by each faculty where current students can network with alumni, learning about their careers after graduating from Queen's. Similarly, alumni can learn from current students what has changed and what has stayed the same. Tour newer buildings on campus. Often breakfast or light refreshments are provided to those attending the homecoming events in the morning. Make sure you register online so they know how many people to expect at queensu.ca. Also on October 21st, the afternoon homecoming events take place. Football is a big part of Queen's culture, and it's no surprise that many of the alumni homecoming weekend's activities are planned around the 1pm football game. There will be a big parade with bagpipes leading alumni and current students from main campus at Grant Hall to Richardson Stadium at West Campus. Wear school colors, especially your year jacket if you have one, is encouraged. For those who aren't able to get tickets to the football game or who are looking for alternative programming, the alumni office plans events on main campus in the afternoon as well. Note, the football game usually lasts from 1 to 4 p.m. You have to buy tickets in advance. There will be food vendors and a Queen's clothing store in the stadium. The full schedule is at queensu.ca. On October 22nd is the free observatory tour and astrophysics talk. This month's featured speaker is Queen's PhD student Parisa Nozari, who will discuss dust in the interstellar medium and the inefficiency of star formation. Parisa will also share some of her experience with amateur astrophotography. The presentation will be followed by a tour of our facilities, including the McDonald Institute Visitor Center, and viewing nearby and deep sky celestial objects with our telescopes, weather permitting. This event is free and open to all ages, located at Ellis Hall from 7.30 to 10 p.m. 
On October 23rd is the exhibition Art and Waste in Panatuk, Nunavut. This event is for all students with a special focus on Indigenous students. This exhibition includes over 60 works of art by Inuit artists. Their work animates the issues of waste and colonization in Inuit Nunavut. Tours are available to groups under 20. The Art and Waste in Panatuk opening celebration will take place on Tuesday, October 24th at 6 to 8 p.m. On October 24th is the Indigenous Drumming Circle. Do you know the many benefits of drumming? In addition to community connection, drumming can improve stress management, mindfulness, motor skills, and so much more. Join the 4D team for a casual weekly drumming session. No experience is necessary, and we have instruments to share. This is only available to Indigenous students. It is in person from 1 to 2 p.m. every Tuesday at the Four Directions Indigenous Student Center. Finally, on October 24th is the Slumber Camp for Chronic Insomnia. At this camp, there will be no bugs or wet sleeping bags, but there will be a lot of hard work. The goal of this camp is not to just teach you strategies for better sleep, but to coach you on how to understand your own sleep patterns. Learn how to take action in a personalized way and conquer insomnia for good. This camp is for you if you experience chronic insomnia. This means difficulty sleeping despite your best efforts at least three nights a week for the span of at least three months. The camp starts Tuesday to October 24th from 1 to 3 p.m. in person at the Student Wellness Services located in Mitchell Hall. Attendance at all six sessions is essential. Email swsotref at queensu.ca to register. This was Kat bringing you the CFRC Community Concert and Events Calendar for October 18th through to October 24th. I hope you all have a lovely week. Thank you for tuning in to CFRC's local news programming. To revisit episodes of Today in YGK and hear more from some of our guests, be sure to head to our podcast network at podcast.cfrc.ca. Today in YGK is brought to you by the generous support of the Community Radio Fund of Canada, the Local Journalism Initiative, Queen's University Career Services, and What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street. Be sure to stay tuned for more CFRC programming coming up next. What'll I Wear offers the best in vintage, funky, one-of-a-kind treasures, clothing, accessories, and a fabulous selection of jewels, vintage and new. Find the cutest purse, the most dashing of hats, and sunglasses. Everything to complete your individual look. What'll I Wear has it all. They can dress you from top to bottom. Find your new fashion fave at What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street in Kingston. Visit their new location and follow them on Facebook to keep up to date with what's in store at What'll I Wear.